This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Full on venting and stuff going on today here on the program. And look, um, I think there's a real quick trigger answer to this. Oh, same old lines. And all I ask you is if you really believe that, um, has your expectation for the season changed? Because if your expectation for the season hasn't changed, I mean, the same old Lions, whatever you thought they would be. Now, maybe you thought they'd be 5-12. and 12. And if you thought they'd be 5-12, and 12, then, you know, you're having your same old Lions moment. But it, we've had a few calls today. Only one of them has said they've changed their expectation for the season based upon that game, which I think is a bit of a gross and utter overreaction. Nobody thought they were going to go undefeated. Well, there might no. be one or two, you know, random Martins out there that did. But <laughs> you could find you if you're trying to, you know, think is this really same old Lions, then you start thinking about how they would let you down. And if you don't, if you're not moving off your season pr- prediction, chances are you really don't believe they're same old Lions. It's kind of the easy button of Lions analysis when they lose a game. We said last week there was a chance they were going to lose this game. Now, by the time we got around to Friday, Gitter, you got very bullish, and I'm not mad I, at I you did. about it. It's okay. We we all have our moments. And if, but we acknowledged all week long, this isn't a punch button win. I like the matchup. Seattle was terrible in week one, but you know, up down, and Seattle definitely came back and played better. The, there's two things that concern me long term. One is they couldn't generate a pass rush against emergency backup off the practice squad tackles. Right. And the other is when how Vitae got hurt, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't know how long Decker's going to be out. In the next seven snaps, Goff got sacked for the first two times on the day and threw an interception under heavy duress. The interception turned out to be a huge, huge play. Goff put it on his own shoulders, but the truth is he was for the first time experiencing pressure. They can't afford that group up front to be taken apart by injuries. They just can't. No, they can't. This is a, a, a team that, I mean, w- with Goff being protected and time to throw, they're devastatingly good offensively. Very much so. And they're able to move the football down the field through the air and on the ground. Um, and yesterday the offense was great until, as you mentioned, the, the injuries mounted up there and they had to switch things around. And um, they still scored 31 points. We don't like how the game ended. Thought that they could have had more urgency to try to get in the end zone, that final drive, rather than, it looked like they sort of settled for a field goal with the short passing game they had in the last three passes and the way they, they manipulated the clock. Um, and then, of course, you don't win the, the, the coin toss, and it's a recipe for disaster. The big questions about yesterday, it's – I mean, I know we, it feels like we always kind of trail and go eventually look at the offense because offense rules in the NFL, but it's the defensive problems. It's the lack of a pass rush. 
It was the inability to cover the tight end again. They had three tight ends working yesterday. They had receptions for like 132 yards. And it's not like this is a who's who of tight ends with Seattle. I don't know if it's just Pete Carroll has our number or if this is something that's of bigger concern. We'll see what happens the next couple games. They got two games in, in in a week and a half with Sunday against Atlanta and Thursday, next Thursday night against the Packers, and that's going to kind of set another tone. But I'm really concerned now. My biggest concern is injuries. What's the situation with David Montgomery? Are they going to have to go out and bring in a free agent? Do you start thinking about Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt? Um, because other teams are dealing with injuries too, and they're going to have to start going out and then going to that free agent market as well. And those are two guys that have a track record of being pretty decent running backs, but they come with baggage. But at this point, do you care, right? You're trying to stay afloat. Do they need to go out and get a defensive end? Because Houston's out for weeks with a broken ankle. Yeah. Pascal's out for looks like it could be a while, they say. We don't know. You know, these are these are problems that they have. And you add to that, guys get dinged up here and there. They're always going to get dinged up. Now, now Vitae's hurt. We don't know how serious that is. Um, Decker's going to come back. Hopefully he's ready to go hundred percent on Sunday. Um, but it feels like that's going to be an injury. We're going to have to monitor all season long, just like we're monitoring Ragnow's foot. I'm not in panic mode, but you start adding all those things together and you start to get a little well, twitchy. Gator, that's the bigger story. Yeah. And just obviously losing the game is how many bodies they lost. Uh, we started the year with, whoa, how many defensive linemen can they yeah. keep? Now it's how many defensive right, linemen do you have, we have left? You know, it's, it's and when St. Brown got hurt, weren't you kind of like, oh, my God. Please tell me it's a cramp. It's a cramp. Okay. <laughs> it's just cramp. Thank God. How much panic went through you? Yeah. Well, the same <laughs> amount of panic went through when I saw Aiden Hutchinson lying on his back. I'm like, oh, please, God, don't be. No, we can't lose best offensive player and a best defensive player. Can't do that because then, then it's doom and gloom. But this is not the time to suffer injuries when you've got two games in, in a couple short, in less than two weeks because of the, the short week that they have to prepare for Green Bay. Not the time, but we'll see what what they end up doing personnel-wise if they have to. Hopefully, guys will be coming back to practice. But Emmanuel Mosley, they really could use him. Yeah, They really could have used him. Yep. And unfortunately, what's keeping him out is not the recovering from the injury he had last year. Now it's a hamstring issue, which could keep him out even longer. Well, at one point yesterday, they lost both starting safeties. Yeah, that was – I was like, you got to be Joseph, kidding me. Yeah. Thankfully, they both returned, but – Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Mondays mean champ and chump. People are venting more than champing and chumping people today. I have a feeling we're going to be tallying up those votes via ticket text. Uh, let's go to Ryan next here on ninety seven one. Hi, Ryan. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Ryan. Hey, so I don't know if you guys remember, but last week I called in about how I was kind of worried about the Seattle's uh, wide receiver core mm-hmm. versus like our uh, our secondary, and. Uh, Honestly, watching the game, I was more worried about the secondary. It kind of seems like it's a pass rush issue for sure. And I'm not all like same old Lions yet, but on the plus side, the silver lining is every single team in the NFC North lost this week. So it doesn't really set us back that far. Nope, missed opportunity, but you're right. It would feel a lot better being 2-0 and and watching you know carnage um, beneath the Lions in the standings. But, yeah, the secondary is – is another group that we haven't seen the way they're constructed to be. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley is supposed to be the starter and Jerry Jacobs who had a rough day. I mean, I, he just had a rough day. Um, right. But they, you know, it, it's a big ask, but even, I mean, there were a couple that third and 10 were uh, just before Seattle's maybe their last touchdown of regulation. They had a third and 10 and lock it. 
didn't make much of a move, and Jerry Jacobs was like halfway into the end zone. I could just caught it for an easy conversion on third and ten, and they scored shortly thereafter. Um, and it, then yeah, it was the next play. Lockett beat Jerry Jacobs on that drag route all the way across the end zone where Geno Smith threw a leather rainbow out there that just landed. It was a beautiful touch throw, but yeah. Jacobs was the man in coverage there too. It was a really, it was a nice throw and catch, and I, th- I thought he had pretty good coverage, but not good enough. Nope. 248-539-9797. We go to Justin in Livonia. You're next. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Love the show. Thank you. Um, I just, I'm not in same old Lions. I can't say I predicted them to go 20-0. I mean, I'm very optimistic, but I, I didn't change my, you know, I knew they were going to lose a game here and there. It's disappointing that's early. But I just wanted it in general, bigger picture. I wanted to see what you guys thought. But it seems like in Dan Campbell's tenure, all of his kind of signature wins and signature moments have kind of happened when, we have no pressure and nothing to play for. And so I just think about last year, you know, the first year he pretty much got a free pass. There was no expectations of him. Jared Goff got hurt, which is fine. Um, and then last year we started the year with expectations and we went one and six. We didn't start winning until, you know, that win streak at the end where there was pretty much enough, you know, we had nothing to lose. And then even that green Bay game, we had nothing to lose. Kansas city this year, we weren't the favorite. We had nothing to lose. Now there's expectations, and I feel like we could have a problem playing with expectations. What well, I will tell that? you this. That will show up over time. I, I would I would say that there was. it felt like there was more on the line than nothing in the Kansas City game I to open so the season. Too. But you might be right. They weren't favored, technically. And so how do they respond to being the hunted? I mean, maybe they're really good at being the hunter. It's it's worthy of considering moving forward. I'm not there yet. No, but I would agree that I think there was more there was more on the line against Kansas City because the expectations for the season started right there. And then you had the injury, you had the holdout for Chris Jones and you had the injury to Travis Kelsey and everything ramped up like this is the golden opportunity. Take this game. You got to win this game. It's right there in front of you. Um so there was more on the line than than you want to give it credit for. See, your approach, guys, is like, hey, it's just one game. They're one on one. They weren't going undefeated. That's very level headed. That's what you do. Right? 16 to 1 is, is still on the table, King. It's, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> of course. 16 1 is still a good record, right? Yeah. I think I, they'll I check. host a playoff game, probably. But that's the way you have to think in, I think, normal NFL cities. I don't think we're a normal NFL city. That's the problem. Well, let's start acting like one, <laughs> yeah, damn it. I mean, come on. We've, we've, but we haven't done anything yet, ever. Yes, but let's act like we belong. I want to act like we belong. And I, I'm disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I mean, that's an overstatement. I just act like we belong. It's a different loss than maybe week seven or week eight. This was the home opener with the insane buildup, the hype. Gators looking at $80 parking downtown. He's parking on the top floor. You know, they're opening up the gates early. Everyone's in their seat before kickoff. There's standing room only. People are just on the concourse watching. It was just a sea of blue in downtown Detroit last night. And what happened that first drive, Gator? (laughs) (laughs) It was, what, almost an eight-minute drive by Seattle? Seven minutes and 56 seconds. It was That was kind of almost literally the worst start from a deflating perspective. Like, you couldn't. I suppose you could fumble the opening kickoff and they could scoop and score. But giving up an eight-minute drive in that environment was deflating. Your, no. sound effect, your sound effect is apropos. And 
I mean, the Lions answered right back. Yeah, exactly. Back. They I came mean, back. They held yeah, us they together. Did. Yeah. Three minutes later, the Lions have tied the game, and then they get a punt, and then the Lions turn it over on downs after that. But 